Hi, everybody. Today, I'm going to do a special episode about one of my favorite books, Emergent Strategy by Adrian Marie Brown. And the reason this book was so powerful, well, I'm just going to let these words speak for themselves. So I'm going to do some quotes from the book and tell you what they mean during this time and invite you to take a deep dive in Adrian Marie Brown's work. Emergent Strategy is the book that I'm talking about, and Pleasure Activism is her other book, um, the second book, and they're both beautiful. But today I'm just focusing on Emergent Strategy because you'll see why. So here is a quote from the introduction. Um, Wherever you are beginning this, take a deep breath and notice how you feel in your body and how the world around you feels. Take a breath for the day you have had so far and a breath for this precious moment, which cannot be recreated. Now, another for the day and night coming. Here you are in the cycle between the past and the future, choosing to spend your miraculous time in the exploration of how humans especially those seeking to grow liberation and justice, can learn from the world around us how to best collaborate, how to shape change. So this book is, I can't tell you how many pages I have turned and highlighted and post-its because what um, Ms. Brown does, Ms. Brown does in this book is pull together nature, activism, cycles, and seasons um, and it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful way for those of us who want, which is, I know all of you guys who listen to this are activists in many ways, environmental, social justice, guns, uh, education. There's so many ways that you guys are involved in helping shape and shift the world. And I think it's, I think what I've seen a lot of is that same um, th there's an urgency within some of the activism and some of the resistance movements that is not productive because it leads to burnout slash um, more anger or more fear, perpetuating more anger and fear. And reading um, Adrian Marie Brown's work for so many years has really allowed there to be this long commitment. I have found embodied a long commitment, watching the seasons and cycles, watching my own daily activism, daily check-ins, um, sometimes taking rest for a day or two, and then going back out there in different ways. So this is an honoring, this is an episode to honor ourselves and our bodies along the way. So I hope this, um, I hope this helps you embody your own way of moving forward in the world. So she also in this book um, has a lot of quotes of other people. So I will also um, try to make sure to um, name them as well as we go through this. So um, here's another quote from her. One thing I have observed when we are engaged in acts of love, we humans are at our best and most resilient the love and romance that makes us want to be better people, the love of children that makes us change our whole lives to meet their needs, the love of family that makes us drop everything to take care of them, the love of community that makes us work tirelessly with broken hearts. Perhaps humans' core function is love, love, 
leads us to observe in much deeper way than any other emotion. I think of how delightful it is to see something new in my lover's faces, something they may only know from an inside feeling. If love were the central practice of a new generation of organizers and spiritual leaders, it would have a massive massive impact on what we considered organizing. If the goal was to increase the love rather than winning or dominating a constant opponent, I think we could actually imagine liberation from constant oppression. We would suddenly be seeing everything we do, everyone we meet, not through the tactical eyes of war, but through the eyes of love. We would see there's no such thing as a blank canvas, an empty land, or a new idea, but everywhere there is complex, ancient, fertile ground full of potential. What? How amazing is this, you guys? Page nine and 10. We would organize with the perspective that there is wisdom and experience and amazing story in the communities we love. And instead of starting up new ideas and organizations all the time, we would want to listen, support, collaborate, merge, and grow through fusion, not competition. I mean, pow, I have full body chills. That's amazing. What an amazing time to be reading this, remembering this. I, I love this so much. I hope that this is inspiring you guys to frame your activism, your you, the things that you care about through this loving lens. We would understand that the strength of our movement is in the strength of our relationships, which could only be measured by their depth. Scaling up would mean going deeper, being more vulnerable and more empathetic. So here's the deal. In, on that, on, on this area around depth. So right now, a lot of people are wanting to learn more about racism. Um, and as I've always um, said, when people are interested, I'm happy to share with you some of the resources. And I want you to tell me what you have done or are doing, because we want to create depth, not shallow, oh, I read this one book, White Fragility, and now I'm done. Like we want to deepen, um, I have been doing, my undergraduate degree was in sociology of race and gender. So that was many, many, many years ago, 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago now. And I'm still learning and reading all the time because things are updating. So, or not update, it's like I'm, things are updating, my role in society is updating, different leadership. So this is just a lifelong interest. It's a lifestyle to be, interested in racial justice, to be um, uh, to be working on ways in which I can uplift communities, whether it be money, whether it be sharing Adrienne Marie Brown's book, whether it be highlighting Black voices as much as I possibly can, um, and staying in, in, in the way that I feel like will have most impact with my children, with all of my Black and Brown friends, um, with the work that I put into the world. So What does depth require from us, from me? In my longing for depth, I've been rerouting in the earth, in myself, in my creativity, in my community, in my spiritual practices, honing in on work that is not only meaningful, but feels joyful, listening with less and less judgment to the ideas and efforts of others, having visions that are long-term. Another path of walk another part of walking this path has been the practice of humility, enough humility to learn, to be taught, to have teachers, 
As a military brat, I've always rebelled against anyone I perceived as an authority. It's been hard and rewarding to it's been hard and rewarding work to relinquish some of this resistance in order to let wisdom in. And then she goes on to quote um, a Sufi poet, Hafiz, how do I listen to others as if everyone were my teacher speaking to me her cherished last words? I'm listening now with all of my senses as if the whole universe might just exist to teach me more about love. I listen to strangers. I listen to random invitations. I listen to criticisms. I listen to my body. I listen to my creativity and the artists who inspire me. I listen to elders I listen to my dreams and the books I am reading. I notice that the more I pay attention, the more I see order, clear messages, patterns, and invitations in the small or seemingly random things that happen in my life. This is so important because here she talks about the elders. I listen to elders. Right now in the work you do, are you listening to elders? If you are interested in dismantling racism, are you listening to the elders reading books from the um, authors and the teachers and the activists who've been doing this for 20, 30 years, 40 years, their whole life in your community. You know, it doesn't have to be uh, national or global. It could be in your community. Who are the activists? Where are those community organizations? Can you sit down with some of the elders and listen and learn? The other part here is I listen to criticisms. So many people have reached out over the past few weeks saying to me, I'm scared, you know, I'm scared of saying the wrong thing. I'm scared of getting called out, but it's okay to be criticized. It's okay to learn. It's okay to mess up. It's okay to say something. And and then if you cause harm, say, I'm sorry, period. I will learn period. I'm sorry. Accepting responsibility, apologizing, all of that is part of being human. It's okay. Um, you know, how can we take that precious pause before we jump in and try to argue back, right? Listening from the heart, from the inner being, not from the ego. In all these ways, I meditate on love. This practice lets me connect to the part of myself that is divine, aligned with the universe and the place within myself where I can be a conduit for spiritual truth. I don't know what else to call it. What comes forth as lessons and realizations and beliefs doesn't feel political or even about organizing. It feels like leading. It feels, let me pause. It feels like spirit leading me to truth, to the truth. These are the things that help her. The less I engage in gossip, the less I harbor suspicion, the more space I find within myself for miraculous experiences. When I fear the universe, I fear myself. When I love, I am in awe of the universe. I am in awe of myself. Imagine then the power when I align with the universe. Nothing is required of me more than being and creating, simultaneously being present with who I am, who we are as a species, and creating what we must become, and within that, who I must become. That's page 11. You know, and as Adrian Marie Brown is a Black woman, author, organizer, community leader, activist, poet, uh, incredible, beautiful human, and Yes, for her, the creation is such a big part of it. And um, it's her gifts to the world are what is helping shape the world. I am going to stop here and just invite you to get the book, Emergent Strategy. That was literally just, you know, two pages of 
often on quotes that are so relevant to this world that we're in right now. And I just really want to uplift and um, just have so, I just have so much gratitude for this woman because of how profoundly she has um, changed my life. Um, This book came out in 2017 and Pleasure Activism came out in 2019 and um, I continue to buy copies of it for people and tell them you have to read this and try to get there in their hands because I think the messages, the beauty, there's some great practical tips for facilitating conversations, for creating visions as an organization. Um, and I just can't say enough about how, how powerful this book is and how much it weaves the missing part of so many of the academic books that I've read on race and racism and activism, which are beautiful and necessary also. And this particular movement, um, emergent strategy really brings in nature. And as a humanitarian and someone who loves the earth, um, having the nature element be part of how I see my um, role in creation and in activism has been just amazingly grounding and energizing to do the work. So it's not having me be passive or bypass. It's giving energy and replenishing so that I can continue to show up and see clearly um, what is next. What's the next step, the next right thing for our business, for my family, for our life in terms of how to have more justice and liberation in the world. So I will close with one of the poems on page 24. This is all still just the introduction. Can you even imagine how amazing this book actually is? Okay. Over a complex movement, over and over again, it becomes known. The peace we seek is seeking us. The joy of full bud awaiting our attention, justice in our hands, longing to be practiced. The whole world learning from within this thrilling moat in the universe, laboratory, labyrinth, internalized demands. You are the one you are waiting for. Eternalized love bind us together into a greater self, a complex movement, a generative abundance, an embodied evolution. Learn to be here. Critique is a seductress. Her door is always open. So what if you get some? We are going further, past reform, to wonder. This requires comprehension that cannot fit in words. Out beyond our children, beyond the end of time, there is a ceaseless cycle, a fractal of sublime, and we come to create it, to soil our hands and faces, loving, loving, and loving ourselves and all our places. Adrienne Marie Brown, thank you, thank you, thank you.